Welcome back to 10 Street Hooligans, uh, a Magic the Gathering podcast where a couple friends talk about the news. Yes, I'm very serious tonight because there is some serious business going on in the Magic the Gathering community. So to help me sift through the news tonight, I have my co-host as usual, Mr. Coach from the Card Bazaar. How are you doing this evening? You know I'm not going to be anywhere serious as you are right now, sir. With my with my pliers as I'm sculpting my night for D and D, but I will try to be serious on the news in a very jokingly manner and a smile. And also joining us tonight uh, to help us uh, kind of kind of wade through this thick and heavy information, we have Mister the Slivers, Johnny Slivers. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. No, it's not going to be serious. Don't worry, John. John just has to get through this. It's all good. <laughs> part of the show. Part of the charade. Uh, shenanigans. And then, uh, speaking of shenanigans, the man that created shenanigans, at least the word, uh, Mr. The Zuby uh, from Magic with Zuby. Zuby? Hi. <laughs> what the... Dead air. <laughs> uh, also, uh, reporting from the reporting from the ground, we have uh, two returning guests not seen on this very channel for at least a year or so. Uh, but the holds the record for the most viewed hive mind uh, out there, and that is uh, Young Mage Rhino and Papa Mage uh, Phil. Uh, thank you for joining us. Hello. <laughs> right on theme. Is this yes. work? Yes. <laughs> Love it. I think this is Winning. the camera. Winning. He's like, "Are you sure this is Tin Street? Like, where? Why isn't John going crazy?" Um, yeah. No. Oh, uh, yeah. Should I do a traffic report right now? Please. Beep 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 right. beep. Um, All right, traffic report coming in. <laughs> I'm in the helicopter right now. I don't know what that would sound like audio only. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, the world's on fire. I mean, well, California's on fire. Uh, yeah. You know, why are you in California? Why are you in California right now? Well, not <laughs> some people aren't wow. anymore. I mean, that's pretty unfortunate. Ooh, um, wow, that, that's oh! really harsh. Too, yeah. too soon. Too soon. But uh, we do want to tell you about Cardsphere.com. Uh, Cardsphere.com. They are not based in California. They're actually uh, based in Canada very safe right now uh they're the best place to go buy sell and trade your paper magic the gathering cards and uh speaking of cards here we could kind of draw this out a little bit i heard uh papa mage and rhino you have a package from cards here that you would like to open up Is this we true? actually have four that we got in oh today. snap nice so uh, and we don't know exactly what we got uh, well, we know what we ordered, <laughs> but we don't know what's what these are. So, so uh, yeah, well, we're only show the back sides of these. Uh, so, uh, go ahead, pull it out. And it is, what is this? Thank you, young mage. Yeah. So and it Ted's in the chat right now. So okay, thanks, Ted. Ted's in the chat right now. Okay. And Ephraim. Um. All right. Unfortunately, these are well packaged, all right, and difficult to get into. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, 
this may take a moment. So, so. we'll get back to that. Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll get back to that. It sounds like technical difficulties on your all's end. But, <laughs> but awesome that you guys are back. What have you guys been up to? I mean, we haven't talked on, on a platform like this in over a year. So what's what's new in the whole world of Rhino? I mean, you're going to uh, the moon base. You're talking to Watsy people. You're, you're interviewing going to the moon? <laughs> Whoa. I mean, th there's yeah, been quite a bit that's happened since we last talked. Fill us in. Yeah. Uh, well, here and there, I've been just walking around in circles. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, went to Loading Ready Run, did the pre-pre-release that came out after Battle Bond because of branding. Yes, yeah. that's why it was the pre-pre-release. But nice. did that, and a couple weeks later, ended up uh, turning around going to GP Vegas, which uh, nice. was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I loved it there. And uh, let's see. Uh, we've been um, working on uh, a great many other things. Um, we actually started uh, work on the How to Play Magic website, um, trying to get a course going. Yeah, so that way more people come into magic. Yeah. And hang on. Um, hang on, hang on. You said horse? Like horse. C O U R S E. Of course. Because hearing, I'm. No, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brain not connected, that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> we understand. <laughs> but um, aside from that, uh, plucking along, making a few changes here and there. Doing um, some strings in there and um, a bunch of fun. Yeah. Well, the first package we got from Cardsphere has. One lapse of uncertainty. Uh, white counterspell. I think it's the yeah. It's, it's, it's the, the white white, white counterspell. Counter You're starting with lapse of uncertainty. Wow, that's spicy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like whoa, whoa. We have four copies of uh, Dragon Soul Summit. Dragon Soul mm, Summit. It's going to be nice. really nice. Ooh, and it's original printing too. You can't cast no. that that white spell with those, that land. No. How do you know? Uh, <laughs> what if you played a reality twist? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> uh, and two sword point diplomacies in this package. That card is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're just trying to buy all of them to get them off the the market, or uh, no, strategy? We're, we're we're doing play sets of things. Uh, let's see. This package it is one of the cards that. Everybody loves ionize. <laughs> I, that's my favorite counter spell in standard right now. Yeah, that's one of the best counter spells. You, you, uh, you tack a bolt or a shock onto any counter spell of any kind, and you're winning. It's just, yeah. yeah one time I was, uh, was either when I was drafting or when I, when it was in the pre release. Uh, somebody was at one life, and I was like, and whenever, whatever they play, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I was wow. like, Package number three had Aurelia. Ooh. That's a good Spicy. one. Spicy. Yeah. That's for uh, Rhino's sister's uh, deck. Nice. Uh, Whole family affair. Oh, yeah. She, she goes to Friday Night Magic sometime. And then this last package has got a bunch of things in here. Whoa. Um, 
Let's no, see. Yeah, that one. yeah. Uh, so we've got two lifelink uh, cards from M12. Uh, nope, three, three. Yeah. Like the aura oh. lifelink, like four. the target creature gains lifelink card. Yeah. 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 We got four wow. of those. And it's there. a one drop. Yes, the one drop. There we go. Nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, the. Uh, okay, we got two. Uh, two pilfering imps for standard. I heard those are good. Yeah. Okay, this is a card that uh, you might not know. Null Brooch. Yes. That's an Exodus card, right? That's the sweet spot. That's the one where you just, that's like, that's the, that's for your Muldrotha builds, where if you want to just nerf anything but creatures, you pitch your hand, counter the spell, and it's a repeatable counter. If you got no cards in hand, no problem. Just, it's non creature. Yeah. Yeah. Non creature spell. So it's planeswalkers and everything else. The arts by D. Terlizzi, too, if I remember. I remember that was one of my favorite spells when I was probably Rhino's age. Or yeah. artifacts, rather. Yeah. Okay. That was what thirty years ago, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one price of fame to finish off. Uh, you know, we only got I think three out of uh, the last thing sets that we got, and one Zozu the Punisher. Oh, that's me. That's a that's a fun commander. Yeah. Right there. Uh, <laughs> You yeah. you guys want to play some dirty pool? Okay. Those who as a um, commander, uh, and I wanted to get our copy back into the um, might might versus magic uh, decks, uh, and uh, I have what people call a very fair Zozu deck. I I have never won a game with it because I don't really <clears throat> win a game. I just want to. Make the game more interesting. I want to change the game each round or each turn that comes through. So that's what it does. Nice. Yeah, that's some that's some main cards there. Um, especially Zozu. I mean, you you want you want Rhino to have friends at the LGS. Well, correct? Actually, um, the the Zozu was so that Rhino can have friends because Rhino has the Nicol Bolas, the Ravager deck. Everybody hates that. But if I bring out Zozu, everybody hates me more. <laughs> ah, you should build, you should build Rhino and Animar deck. I'll have a lot of friends. Yeah, <laughs> That's a, that's a great one for learning combos and making sure. Actually you, you it know, is. Yeah, yeah, it is. I watched an Animar deck. Think about that. Yeah. Watch yeah. an animal deck take a half an hour to go off. It was great. That's a gateway drug. Next, you're going to tell him to get a Necrosar deck. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> We're trying to help him out here. Necrosar makes a lot of friends, mm. but but not as many friends as Baral. No, Baral. Baral. Oh, the the mono blue. Yes. Yeah. I think Baral makes like ten more friends than Vorn's Lex. <laughs> <laughs> no. What did you? How did you pronounce that? Vornschlex? Vornschlex. I'm drinking. Are you Powerade. sure that's Powerade? <laughs> <laughs> it's a purple drink. It's Powerade. Yeah. There you go. I need my electrolytes. <laughs> mm, that's what they call it. And coach, you're over there fiddling with something. What are you? What What are you doing? Being a creeper? All right. So <laughs> to help Zuby out sometime soon. So I bought a, another 3D printer. 
So you far. bought another one, man? Yeah, <laughs> the, the pod, the Delta, and that. Dang. Life of a 5,000 sub uh, YouTuber right there. Yeah. <laughs> Big Tonic. time in us. Yeah. We want to get to 10,000 pretty soon, hopefully. Oh, excuse next me. Next year. I don't even know if I can be on the same show with you now. Just... I know between Coach and Rhino, it's like, oh, it's too much. We're only at twenty six hundred. <laughs> only, only. Uh, very small number. Yeah. All right, uh, Johnny. Do we have a uh, something that we're focusing on this month? We do indeed. Let me get that up on the sharing page. One moment, please. Here we go. And I think there we are. Okay, so we are staying on mental health and awareness, and we're going to the Treatment Advocacy Center. Less about research for treatments and more about getting you to the treatment that you need. Um, helping people with obstacles and barriers to whatever you're trying to get help for. Uh, this is the site to go to. Check in on them. Check their About page. You've got the donate right here. You can sign up. All the good stuff. So it is the treatmentadvocacycenter.org. And that is the one we'll be pushing for November. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, and I know, I think Spencer from Constructive Criticisms in the chat, I know we were kind of uh, jointly spearheading last month, but yeah, we're, we're I think we're going to keep going with the, uh, with the mental health uh, always, uh, because that's just kind of what this podcast uh, focuses on. Uh, Spencer is screaming yes in the chat. So I think he's excited as well. Um, but yeah, th there's so much to talk about, gentlemen, since the last time that we all kind of got together. I mean, it always seems like that happens, right? It's like as soon as we hit, you know, stop recording on one of these shows, then uh, Hasbro, and I'm saying Hasbro because I'm a little mad at them. They're on timeout, in my opinion. Uh, it just <laughs> comes out with all the news. They're like, ha, screw you guys. Like, you just did a show. Here's all the news now, and you got to wait like two weeks to talk about it. So I mean, we have, I mean, Magic uh, Uma Thurman. We have all, all the things to talk about. First off, though, I want to get with Mr. Zuby. You just went to a GP. Kind of tell us a little bit about. Can, can you give us a little quick report on how that went, sir? GP Atlanta. Can you also give us a count of how many selfies you took? <laughs> oh my god That's i don't know how many Vegas, selfies though <laughs> i don't know I, i'm actually looking that up how many selfies did i take <laughs> um how do i how do i look at that selfies instagram mm -hmm. while well, he's looking that up i'm a little slow in the draw rhino excellent choice of hat absolutely oh, thank you yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm representing right here yeah. I didn't take that many selfies. I only took like 20. So <laughs> only only 20. Yeah, that wasn't that many. Just oh, wait till true. I just wait till I go to Chicago uh, oh, at the end God. of the month. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, says he he doesn't want to talk about Atlanta. Why? I hmm. no idea. But um Atlanta wasn't too bad. It was I only went there Friday and Saturday. Uh drove up there Thursday with my buddy George. And um it was it was a, it was a pretty enjoyable ride up, and it's about an eight hour drive. So we just, oh my god, we did so much talking. And then I will have to say this: from being in Florida, then going to Georgia, everybody in Georgia is super nice. And then it's funny because as you're driving back from Georgia to Florida, because you know we stopped on some gas stations on the way back to in Georgia, and then as soon as we cross Florida, 
I don't know if y'all been to Florida before, but you just know immediately you're back in Florida. Everybody just starts mean mugging you and just <laughs> gives you the <laughs> just starts looking at you like they hate your life. But everybody in Georgia, they're all like, howdy, how you doing and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, hey, whoa, people are nice. What's what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Why are people in Florida so miserable, Zuby? It's Florida. <laughs> Have you been there before? <laughs> they're bad at, at counting votes and people relations. <laughs> and and eat and eating people's faces off. Oh, oh yeah, bath salt. Right. Bath salt, yes. I think that's yeah. a new uh, restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ate at a Cracker Barrel in Florida in Jacksonville once. That's my experience with Florida. Yeah, I mean it's Jacksonville. I almost had to go there last last night. So good thing that's I didn't. There's but, a um, Cracker Barrel. There's Cracker Barrels everywhere. It's like, except, except in Washington, I haven't seen one up here yet. But um, now, uh, other than that, went there Friday, Saturday. I saw Olivia, um, Goober, whatever, and then um, I saw Nadine from Nissa Cosplay, and I saw Austin from Commander Ninety Nine, and who else did I see? Um, I, I spoke with Rich Hagen again. He surprisingly remembered me from Dallas, and he and I go. talked, and um, and then it was just meeting a whole bunch of people. I don't even remember who I all met and all that, and. Um, yeah, I didn't get to meet Trap. I, I don't know. I missed you or whatever. So, um, but I played a crap ton of Commander with Austin and his crew. Nice. And then played one modern event and one sealed event, and I didn't do too great in either. But I played. I I, I built blue white control for modern, and yes. I was I was even apologizing to my opponents on how miserable I was making them. Like I am so sorry for not allowing you to play magic. Oh, you made me so proud, Zuby. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm gonna keep playing the deck because I did I did have to apologize because I was really slow at the deck because it was my first time playing it. Um, but I did get to alt adjacent the mind sculptor. Yeah, so that was really fun. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Yes, he, he only had one card in hand when I ulted his, when I ulted Jace and he just he cried a little bit and quit. <laughs> 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 so comparing this to GP Dallas, which one did you enjoy more? Oh no, D Dallas I had more fun at, but compare this to GP Orlando. GP Orlando was just so badly run. Mm. Um I don't know what the heck was going on with Channel Fireball at that event, but GP Atlanta was miles ahead compared to Orlando. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. Rhino, what was the, so the last GPs that you guys went to was GP Vegas? Yeah, yeah was, GP Vegas. Yeah. Uh, and actually, hopefully soon, uh, we'll be showing up to a lot more events because uh, this house is up for sale. And we'll be going. Yeah, I've heard. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's got to be exciting. We're going to be downsizing uh, a good chunk of stuff down into an RV, and we're going to start traveling the U.S. and Canada. That's right. awesome. Like you, you hear about like people doing that when they're like retired and stuff, but to still like do that while you have children—that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Well, we want to, to have the kids go around and see the U.S. I mean. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we do, we, we, we spend so much time trying to take care of the house and then, you know, do the channel and work and all this, and we can't do anything else. So if we get rid of the house, then we can travel because we have no other choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I need you to make your way to Corpus so I could so y'all could come visit me and my yeah. Somewhat. Yeah, you're definitely on the list. Uh, there's a couple of people you need to avoid on the way to Texas, uh, Corpus Christi. So, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a, if if you come, I mean, the big cities that are in your way, you know, before you hit Corpus is going to be either Austin and San Antonio or like Houston if you come the other track. So, I mean, well, we need to avoid Houston, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> San, Antonio, uh, San Antonio would be your best bet. If you do hit Houston, take the toll road. I mean, you'll probably need about five bucks and quarters, but it'll it'll shoot you by, get you to Victoria in probably like sixty minutes, and then you'll be in Corpus and an hour after that. Phil, did you rob a bank in uh, Houston or something? What's what's up with Houston? Uh, no, actually, uh, there's uh, people that I know that I. You know, that might be somewhat related to me that I don't want them to, uh, you know. Oh, my gosh. Tag along. <laughs> Lucky you, not too many people watch us, so you should be fine. Hey, no, there's I'm, 17, I'm, Johnny. Take it back. No, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this on Facebook because, Phil, you and I are friends on Facebook, so I'll, I'll tag this. Yeah, <laughs> so well, show up on your timeline. <laughs> I was thinking of doing a where in the world is Rhino uh, sort of map. That, oh, cool. Yeah, like, it's, kind of, it's kind of like a, you know, uh, Santa Claus, or where in Santa Claus is that? The NORAD tracker? Oh. Yeah, the Santa tracker. Yeah. I know tracker. I like it. I was thinking Carmen San Diego because I'm old and I thought you were yeah, making Carmen San Diego or Where's Waldo. Actually, they've got it. Uh, Google's got Where's Waldo now. and oh do that as well i mean you are old john so right right well i mean you're not you're not far behind either no dude no i'm not i'm fucking i mean i'm freaking young hey there's one there's one ted ted there's one dollar you gotta pay pay out to rhino i just want to let you know i am not the youngest in this in this uh right now for once yeah yeah for once He's usually the baby, not just the baby face. Aww. Aww. So sweet. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, GPs look sweet. Uh, any chance that you're coming up to Seattle for next year? Uh, yeah, you have to. Yeah. That's actually uh, what I really, where I really want to go. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it kind of depends on when we sell the house as to what path we take. We have no, uh, no direct plans it just depends on time of year um you know we want to go up to canada uh in, in the summer and it just uh so we'll be doing that and we'll probably be just hitting various places along the way hit uh local game stores all over and do uh maybe try to do young mage events uh there you know and say who wants to play? <laughs> <laughs> Man, how cool are you guys? I'm selling. I'm getting rid of the apartment. Sorry, guys. We're hitting the road. <laughs> I don't have a house to sell, though. So that makes it easier, right? For like, the, for like the 17th time, like Grace redecorated my house, so I don't even recognize it anymore. So, uh, Shelby officially moved in uh, in two weeks, guys. So uh, we we should have a Ten Street Hooligan uh, road trip. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, way to grow up, Coach. Uh, that's that's awesome. Good for you. So we're gonna have to bring her in every now and every now and then while 
Well, actually, I can't I can't do it in here because like, you know, pretty much when she moves in, I get like one room in the house and it's going to be that office. So I can't print anything. So because right now nobody's here except the kitten. And Kitty! once she once Grace moves in, I'm I'm stuck in that room for all these shenanigans. Mm hmm. All these hooliganigans, a lot of hooligan yeah. uh, puns in the in the chat right now. It's pretty pretty sweet. Um, all right, let's <laughs> let's bring the mood down. Let's talk about uh, uh, MTG Uma Thurman. I'm uh, excited about this. This I'm, is I'm, when I'm probably going to uh, use the the curse jar, but I'm gonna don't, don't get mad about this, John. It's perfectly fine. Oh, <laughs> I know I'm gonna to be the contrarian here because I feel it is a perfectly fine product. Oh God! Well, you just—I uh, get the joke. <laughs> you stew around in your own filth for a second. Let's go to. Well, let's go. Let's go to our guests. Let's go to uh, Papa Mage and Rhino. Uh, what were your guys' initial reaction uh, for for Magic uh, Uma Thurman? I have no idea. Uh, 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 Ultimate Masters. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> sorry. Uma <laughs> So I, I was very, uh, I was very like um, really three hundred dollars a box. Yeah. And, right. And then uh, then I saw uh the how they did the art and or the different overlay, and I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, we were looking at it we you know we'd love to get some but uh yeah as far as what we spend on magic it has to he has to budget it uh so yeah it's not in his budget at the moment uh it's not however, a lot of people's budget phil <laughs> yeah. however but it's of the coast, not going to be in mine either yeah wizards of the coast did give him a preview card that he gets to show on the 20th Nice. Which is blank, 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 blank. <laughs> is it a magic card? You heard it here first. Yes, it is yes. a magic card. And, oh, <laughs> and I think we can say it is a reprint. Can okay. you cast it from your hand? No. <laughs> hey, th that gives off too much information because there are some cards that you don't have to cast from your hand. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny, way to get them. Oh, wow. Trying to... <laughs> so is it a magic card you can play in magic? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> but we got to do a video about it. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Uh, well, you guys did a great job with the uh, the endless running scene from Monty Python. So I'm sure you guys are going to come out with some great stuff for the for the preview card. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, why, we haven't heard from you in a while, Slivers. What what do you think about uh, the Ultimate Masters box topping burger master, whatever the <laughs> hell it's called? When I first see when I first started seeing it, like like images showing up on Twitter, I thought it was another proxy dude. Like seriously, I saw the new funny look. It bleeds off to the side artwork. It's like, oh, that's nice. Someone made proxies. That's that's cool. I think they owe him money. <laughs> like. <laughs> I, oh, the proxy I, dude. I, yeah, the, I just it just seemed like it did seem like a proxy product, like somebody had handcrafted this thing. I was like, then I finally like figured it out. Oh, they're they're actually this is a thing. This is a set. Wait, there were no leaks. What? I was shocked. I was shocked that there were no leaks for the Uma Thurman set. 
<laughs> and now, now, thanks, John. I can only call it the Uma Thurman set. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, I stole that from Michelle, so that I got to give credit to Michelle for that one. Okay, I, I just it's like I don't, I don't know. I tuned out. Like I, I honestly, I just tuned out. It's like okay, another master set. Okay, they jacked the price up a hundred bucks. Okay, I will never lay hands on this sealed product ever, and I'm just gonna wait for the secondary market. I like. It had so little effect on me. I, I was not excited for this product because this is not a product for me. It wasn't being sold to me. I'm just a regular plebe hanging out playing magic. I am not spending a rent's worth of money. This is rent. This is literally rent money for people. And then never mind the conversion rate. Some of our Aussie friends are talking about it. They're going to be shelling out close to $500 for this thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is... This was, I, I don't... Were you is, ever excited for Master Sets before this? M17, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> I thought that was, like, that reprint run was fine, but I really just... Uh, Master Sets, I'm not going to pay $10 a booster pack. I'm sorry. I've played one draft for Masters. I ended up drafting Legacy Elves or something. So it's uh, not even... No, I didn't. It was a chaos draft. <laughs> Uh, uh, Watson even went so far as to say they, they even did it because I think they have their own uh, podcast or like show now, which is very reminiscent of, of like the old channel Fireball show that I yeah. don't even know if they do or not anymore with Masha. No, I don't think they do. But now it's now it's Blake. Uh, and I watched it and they, they literally said uh, uh, Blake said this is this product is not for everyone. It's a luxury product. How do you feel about that, coach? I don't know. Like, because Money wise, oh, but I—I've I, told y'all every, every time I get on the show, we talk about money. I could literally spend like that much money on something that I could physically create. So, like two weeks ago, I showed y'all all the stuff that I've been making, you know, and that I continue to make, you know, in my free time now that football is sadly over. Um, but there's, this is just a lot of money, like a stupid amount of money. Like a really stupid amount of money, like, and not just for the box, like for a pack, right? Yeah. What was it like? Like thirteen, fourteen dollars a pack? Yeah. No. How about no? Because that. Oh, I, I know it's cardboard. I know people like value it a lot. I and there's some cards that I like that I'll spend like a decent amount of money, but like I don't. I think the last time I spent like twenty dollars on a card might have been like Gideon, and that was like with store credit. So, I mean, that's just the way I see things. So looking at a $300 box of stuff, I mean, that's just that. And people are going to pay it. That's sad. And it's, but it's just, it's too much. I can literally buy one of the, one of the things that you can buy a Nintendo switch with that. Like the, and that, I still think that is the coolest gaming system like to come out in like recent years. And it's less expensive than what has just been released. Just to give you an idea of like what you're like what you're paying for, so I mean I I totally do not like this set, you know. Now if it has value, you know, for for a lot of people, it probably will like some most needed reprints. But holy crap, over three hundred plus dollars, like no thanks. Like I I will get something else that will magic or not magic related that could could work on that like I, I still have to pay for a wedding and 
you know, I got to pay what for a wedding next year and three hundred dollars. I mean, that's a lot of booze that's going to the wedding that I'm not going to spend on a booster box. Did, didn't it just seem scummy too the way they did it? Because the, this all came off the back of the people having issues with ordering those planeswalkers, the Ravnica Ultimate. Yeah, the, the Mythic Edition. Yeah, whatever the stupid things were called that everyone was pissed about with that. And then they. Swear jar. So that's. Uh, uh, I'll <laughs> judge, judge. 50 cents. Phil? <laughs> A quarter. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I wouldn't allow my children to say it. <laughs> Fine. Uh, <laughs> PP, you know, everyone was peeved off about uh, was, was these Ravnica stupid planeswalker things that no one could afford. And then the people that, I'm claiming ignorance here, but the people that ordered it and had a problem with it got a uh, spoiler or like those, you know, they the, got yeah. a topper. They yeah, got the, the, the box topper. topper. Yeah, so Jake it's and, just like Jake and Joel Magic got a, a foil goif or whatever it was. They got the goif. It was re it's insane. The goif. Yeah, yeah. And, and, then, and like and uh, like Booster Tutor got a Maelstrom Pulse, and it's like all all these people got something for getting their order screwed up. But it was just like, like, hey, you tried to buy this stupid thing, and then we screwed up. So now you get another stupid thing that everyone's really mad about. I don't know. It was just, it was just like the worst news on top of the worst news. And then, you know, Brian came out, you know, but there's two sides to the story, right? Like you have people like Brian, uh, the professor, he did a, a, a pretty, I, I will say a very thoughtful video about it because he initially got like really crazy. And he was just like, I'm going to be swearing and dropping all the F bombs. And then he like thought about it, gave it some time to kind of breathe uh, and then he did a, a what I consider a very thoughtful take on it. And then there's other content uh, producers, mostly in like the magic finance that are just like e even, you know, my co-host on another cast, uh, Jason Alt, I think he was just like, you know, everyone's kind of freaking out about it, but it's it's not that big a deal. And it sounds like Zuby, you're kind of in that camp. So let's let's hear the the uh, contrarian side. OK, so first question is that I have to ask is how is this going to affect you? It's not, but okay. I so then, yeah. So okay. Then the next Sorry. question is, yeah. the the MSRP is what showing three thirty five seventy six per box, but there are so many shops already selling it below MSRP. You go on TCG Player right now, you can buy a box for two seventy, which is what I bought mine at. Um, and you also have to remember these are just going to go down lower as well because Masters twenty five was what two hundred bucks or whatever when it came out. Now you can probably get one for one forty. Same with Iconic Masters. It, it's cheap now, too. Um, that, I, that depends, honestly. That will now, depend you, on... You are right. It, it does depend on what type of reprints there are. But it, yeah. I think Blake was saying there's going to be about you know the same amount of product printed as Iconic and Masters 25. So that may keep the price either the same or lower depending on how well it sells. Now, do I like the booster pack price, the $13.99? Um, not really, because that's going to make drafting really expensive. But like I said, when people complain about this kind of stuff and the price, it's really, the the only thing I have to really ask is, it's not affecting you. This, this is a price not for you then. You know? Yeah, does it suck? Sure, it sucks, but... You know, you can't you're not going to be able to buy and play everything anyways. You're not you're are you ever going to own a Power 9 because of the price? Now I know that's something completely way different and not being printed by Watsi right now, but it's sort of the same mentality to me. 
I don't like the way I don't like the message that it's sending. I don't like where it's going. It, we're getting rid of first. We try to get rid of like uh, uh, core sets, and that didn't. You know, there was such a clamor yeah. to have those back, and thank God those are back because that is your reprints. That's like your fifth editions yeah. and stuff like that. And they were kind of taking that away and turning that into master sets that no one wanted and wanted to charge more for or conspiracy, uh, which were a higher MSRP per pack as well. Uh, no so conspiracy was the same as a normal are you standard sure? set. They were, yeah, they were normal, yeah. normal MSRP. Yeah. Um, they had low print, they had lower prices out at the gate because I don't know, people just like, Oh, there's too many of them. And then yeah. they really appreciated like there's some, there's some, the second run conspiracy too. Some of those cards really aged well. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like but, war and stuff. Yeah. But another thing, I see where you're coming from with this, John, where you don't like the message. So the thing is, is you have to let the market dictate where you need to vote with your wallet on this. If you don't like it, don't buy it. And, you know, if you're if other people don't like it, don't buy it and they won't do it. They've already announced that this is going to be their last master set for a while. So if everybody's really unhappy with it, don't buy it. That's all I have to say. And and I understand that too, but it's just like it's it's just it, it seems like they were peeling back things that like especially and and I think Rhino and Phil could could uh, appreciate this. It's like like dual decks and, and things of the elk are like things for newer players, you know, the whole idea is to grow your your player base is to get newer players to play magic. What's mm -hmm. the best way to do that? Buy a dual deck, you know, maybe even though they're not like the best tuned cards and sometimes they're you know uh lightning in a bottle with sure. like golgari with is it with you know you got life life from the loam stuff like that you know sometimes you do get value out of those mm -hmm. but lately when it's just like here's your your ultimate ravnican cheeseburger and we're we're just selling it from the hasbro toy store i was i was almost shocked that they weren't even doing something scummy like that where they're, they're just like okay we're gonna sell this yeah I, I, re I really thought it was going to be just from the toy store, but going to back to your point, I mean, as far as new player products, there's plenty of those for new players. Um, yeah, it sucks that they got rid of some of the, you know, new player esque products, but they weren't selling well. I mean, this is, this seems like a really big decision as far as the price goes from just some board of directors going around. Okay. How are we going to make money in the last quarter of the year? Oh, okay. Let's do this. Boom. And you we know. saw on eBay, there's a one seller that has already pre-sold 4,000 boxes. Uh, and he sold out. Yeah, because I think he was selling it for like 240 or something like that. Yeah, or some, 250. Yeah, it, it was, it was a much lower price. But, and, when, but when they're in the board meeting and they're making those decisions, that's going to be sales. And that's going to be like, okay, you say, if you don't like it, don't buy it. But people are going to buy it that can. Yeah. So that's skewed. I, you know, I think what the the reason what I'm waiting for, I'm waiting to see what the commons and non-commons look like. That's the part that's going to matter because those are the cards that are actually going to make it to secondary market. That's what I care about. Like, I'm not buying yeah. the sealed product. I don't need a box topper. I don't need super extra shiny foily ultimate blah blah blah. No, I don't need it. I need a functional card so I can play my game because. Oh, yeah, okay, I, let's just say that all the bells and whistles are in there, Johnny. Say it's all lightning bolts and path to exiles at common and uncommon. Does that still justify it? I don't know, honestly. As long well, as all well, part, I, I don't this is the part that the, the part that matters for me is that it makes it to my market. All right. So if it's commons and uncommons and somebody is 
taking them, buying up these boxes to try and flip it to get their money back. At the very least, get their money back. They've got a box topper that is a good lotto card, ultimately, with, unfortunately, there are some duds in there that might only be worth $20. But you hit that goif, <laughs> you hit the Liliana, man, you bought your box, and then you can go out for a night of beers. So there it is. So and then if the commons are strong, <laughs> if the uncommons are strong, and that's where it's gonna that's where it matters for me because then people are gonna take those cards and start flipping them into the local game stores or selling them to card kingdom or whatever. But that means the cards that I'm interested in that I want to play for Commander and Pauper, those prices start coming down or at least stabilizing. That's that's the part that matters to me. If they print out another dud like Ultimate Masters, I'm not interested. And then it's a waste of money for everybody. And, and but, that, not, but that's still yeah, a very subjective thing, though. I yeah. mean, I, obviously, when they're doing this kind of research on what they're going to price it out, I mean, they have obvious price points of what they feel comfortable of what the MSRP is going to be. So obviously, with Phil just saying they sold 4,000 boxes, even though they did undercut the MSRP by almost $100, um, there's, there's a market for this here. Yeah, because a lot of players are unhappy about it, there's... You have to think there's going to be more unhappy people voicing their opinion than people who are actually excited about it that voice their opinion. Well, and it's and it's people with weight that are voicing their opinion, like the professor yeah. and, and people that are, you know, that that's the major detractors with the loudest megaphone. So, um, but but not everybody watches the professor though. Not all magic players. I've met plenty more than who, half of them who've never who've never heard of the professor or watched him before. You know, there's yeah. a lot of. I'm well, shocked. no, 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 it's it's true because there there are a lot of people who just don't give a crap about YouTube content, you know, um, they just want to play the game. Yeah, that makes sense. And there's uh, also people that from what uh, we've found out is they only watch his channel, didn't know that there was any other magic YouTube channels out there at all. Yeah. He's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I believe Sweet. it. Yeah, I, I was... I'm pretty surprised about that. Yeah. I, I guess the biggest thing for me is no one is forcing you to buy this product. Um, now, the big thing... Now, the thing that we would have to look out for now, I know they are starting to raise prices on boxes a little bit, at least for um, the LGSs. They've raised the prices on what they buy regular standard boxes for. But if we start seeing an increase of regular standard sets and the increase of booster prices going up to five six bucks a pop that's when we need to start getting mad and angry this is a supplemental you know extra hey here you go set this isn't you know going to affect how you play the game normally by drafting or playing standard but i'm just saying that this was for a while this is this is how they were flirting with getting rid of doing reprints it's just like because stuff like this is so yeah it's so rare and all that. It doesn't, I, I know some cards it will affect prices and it will drop some singles down, but for the most part, it really won't. Um, like you, you are right about that. It's, it's also kind of like Watsy's hand in trying to play the secondary market, but not knowing about the secondary market right. or pretending to not know about it. So I can see it from that um, point of view as well. It's but. another tone deaf thing. Like, in my and this is just completely subjective, but in my opinion, these luxury products, when they do it right, it's like the S. It's like the San Diego Comic Con Planeswalker packs. Okay, I get that because 
the con has a lot of exclusive things. And mm -hmm. if you were like lucky enough to be there, then yeah, that should be an exclusive thing or commander's arsenal. That was a one and done. And I think that was a great idea because it did give much need reprints to certain things in a budding, uh, format at the time. And especially, you know, it gave you like oversized sliver queen. And I know a lot of people got kind of mad about that because it was, it was like, kind of a dirty way to to go around the reserve list yeah <laughs> but it, you know it, but at least it, at least they did something that that made sense like that is a a cool luxury product because you know you don't need four of to play you, you don't need four uh tarmogoyfs in a in a commander deck it's like that kind of made more sense to where now they're coming out like for, for entry level players. They're coming out with things like those guild packs, where it's just like you may get a second rare in this like overly expensive thing that's just more flavorfully a Demir booster pack. Like that. Like what are you doing? Like it, I, I just don't like the direction of the of company decisions. Not design. I mean, design were fine. It's it's the company decisions that are just like super gross lately. Oh, well, I have to disagree about those guild packs because surprisingly, I don't. The magic bug has hit my IT department, a lot of my employees, and they have told me how excited they were to go buy a guild pack or something because these are people who have literally no magic cards at all, and what? they they have told you me they're excited. You talk about those precons that came out, yeah. right? Right, 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 right? Yeah, and that's no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the the guild booster packs. Yeah, the, the guild pack. booster packs. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, they are in the in the is it the Demir the yep. Bari, yeah. that it's and there's only yeah. on that yeah and there's thirty five cards in the pack yeah uh, we got one and we ended up getting what was it uh, eleven uncommons in the pack um, that were right on you know well of course they're they fall into the the guild and when we were looking at it originally we were saying okay it's only one rare you know seven bucks or eight bucks or whatever it was it, you know that seems to be a bit much but when you get right down to it and you go you know i if i get uh, like a, a pre-release kit and then i buy one of these i can build a pretty reasonable deck and i get exactly a reasonable yeah. number of uncommons because most of your game is run off of uncommons anyway uh Unless you're you're cutthroat at F and M, uh, <laughs> and uh, that you know you never want to play against Rhino at F and M. I've heard. No. <laughs> no, and no. Phil brings up a good point because, like I said, the magic bug got bit by my department, and every and I keep telling everybody like, don't buy those booster packs, buy singles. But they they get excited to buy these booster packs, and it sort of reminds me, you know, because one of them bought the Boros uh, theme pack. And because they want to build a red white deck, and he said that got him a bunch of new cards that he wanted to put in his deck, and you know he was excited about it, you know. So those, I mean, I feel us as with Magic players as we are for how long we've been playing, we're so jaded by new player products that we forget what it's like to be a new player a lot of times, who and, have no cards. And there's a reason why those are only sold in big box stores because you know you wouldn't nobody that goes to a a uh, local game store would want to buy something like that. Yeah. Uh, so the big box store is the perfect place to put them. So they actually put some reasonable thought into that. And, you know, 
we think it's a pretty reasonable product. Granted, it's not something that he wants, but then again, you know, it there is an audience out there for it. Yeah. All right. Well, fair. I mean, that's uh, it's not for me that that one wasn't. I just remember seeing. Uh, I think uh, Brandon Booster Tutor was like opening up one, and it's just like, who is this product for? Uh, I do like, even even though it was funny because a lot of people got the Celestia one with the uh, Golgari Commander on there. That uh, yeah, that that's the Guild kits, not the, the Guild, guild kits. Right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's totally different. And I think those were kind of cool because that that oh, offered, yeah. Th those are pretty awesome decks yeah th those offer those like cool altered basic lands and stuff like i that. love that, mine those are really cool yeah yeah uh that that's i want to see more of because that's kind of and more the of a, and i gotta say the best part about them were these little pins that come with them the is it oh. demir and all that the mm -hmm. yeah and they come with they come with theme dice too um you know just basic roll downs zuby that with that bling uh, no, I the, I I feel those guild kits are really good products. I can't wait to get the other five, except the Orzov. The Orzov, that's terrible. Oh, <laughs> stabby stab stab. What was the MSRP on those guild kits again? I don't know. I just uh, use my I, podcast money. For yeah, they're twenty dollars. Oh, okay, cool. That's not too that's bad. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the MSRP. That's not bad There's at all. Some places that have already upped the price because yeah. of what the professor said. Hey, he's got some value in it. Uh, Paul, Paul in the chat is asking: Are the basics foil or just regular? Regular. They're not foil. Okay. They, they just have a theme stamp on them. Yeah, and, and they're really. I, I like those basics. I've been using them in some of my standard decks. Yeah. See, th th those are like you can't get those anywhere else. I, that's. The type and they're not a, a million dollars either. You get some value out of it. That's the type of thing that I want to see more of. But, but that so speaking of value, that's another thing that new players don't even know what like value of cards or anything like that. It for them, you know, I can remember being young, like Rhino's age, buying you know a bunch of Urza Saga packs and you know not knowing value of anything. I'm just like, I just want more cards, right? That right. that was the value to me was having more cards. Yeah, if you wanted to get foil versions of those lands, you needed to go to Ravnica Weekend. Yes. And I got a bunch somewhere yeah. from it. What's Ravnica Weekend? You that missed was... Ravnica Weekend. It was this past weekend. What is it? <laughs> no, it, it was just sort of like a casual casual draft weekend or um or play like a standard. It was basically whatever your LGS wanted to do. My LGS did a a um draft of guilds of ravnica and i brought my oldest daughter and um she's never drafted before and she won a um th they were given out a a full play set of one of the lands and she won it so uh, of the foil lands yeah and actually the, a full play set of the foil lands is going for 200 dollars now on ebay whoa, whoa okay I'm, whoa, I'm gonna have to whoa. take them from her okay i'll be right back <laughs> they only sent each store uh 20 of the lands so two cop two sets i think uh, oh God, that's crazy um and let's see the suggested was to do a uh, was to play the uh the guild kits and to do the uh ravnica D D. um and yes i picked up that book i love it i want and, that book so badly dude it's 
I, I'm more than I'm pretty much almost done with the book. I, I've just got um the only two chapters I think I have are the magic items and the NPCs, and it's really good. You, you'll like it, John or uh, Coach. Sorry, I know you got to sleeve those up. Yeah, uh, man. Actually, uh, we are giving these away on our live streams. Uh, oh, nice. November. Uh, so these two right here uh, were already won uh, on Sunday night. So wow. uh, just uh, figured uh, that we would do it on our live streams and people that, that get on, we just do something where it's like, okay, everybody, uh, you know, we find out how many people are in chat and we say, okay, you know, give us a number between one and 20 or something like and that. And then we roll the dice and, and then, oh, wait, it's a 21. <laughs> yeah. uh, guess yeah. I gotta keep this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So those lands are those lands are basically like the Guru Lands 2.0, basically. Yes, basically. Oh, oh. Don't. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Pun, the puns. They, they, they would be the Guildru Lands. Oh, you oh, God. <laughs> uh, hey, well, uh, yeah. So okay, wait a second. How many people? There's nobody else in chat now. <laughs> <laughs> they all left. All right, we know how on. to clear a room for sure. We don't even know how to fill a room, but we know how to clear it too. Uh, so something else happened. Uh, like I said, this show is filled to the brim with all the news uh, of Magic. And a pro tour just happened. Pro tour Ravnica. Johnny, why don't you... Kind of give us a rundown. I think you're the only one that watched it, right? I watched it, too. I didn't watch the Pro Tour. I don't watch the Pro Tour because the, I, blah, 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 I don't watch the Pro Tour. However, when I hear about the controversy, hey let's mm. go and look. Talk about Jeremy Dazani and how he shouldn't have ever even been allowed to play. How Is about... That, not the right Jeremy? Jer it was a Jeremy Dazani? He won a yeah. Pro Tour. There was a, a Jeremy Dazani versus Luis Scott Vargas. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna go in and just kind of Spencer enlightened me about Jeremy Dazani, by the oh. way. So. so so what's going on here? Can you, I don't know if you can hear it, but basically they're figuring it. Okay. We can't what? hear it, so you gotta play okay, the so, you, you, you gotta do the commentary. My okay, god, so, he, he's so tapping his he's tapping oh his creatures. So, so here's the deal. Design they're both at seven. Dizani's trying to figure out does he swing the whole team? Does he like is he leaving blockers back? Aurelia's got vigilance. He's she's, he's just trying to figure out like what's the play. So what happens here is Vargas goes, he's got this he's got this land here that makes a token. He goes to grab the token, but then he puts it back. He's 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 signaling this. He's like he's bluffing here. So there it is. So Jeremy goes, picks up. Oh my he's doing gosh! This oh my gosh! <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> and the chat's going wild. <laughs> and then and basically what happens is he goes, he swings in, and then settles a wreckage. And there was so what happened was you've got there's a, a little bit of uproar about this because there's comparisons to there was a rest in peace fiasco that happened a little while back when i watched this i was like okay vargas didn't alter board state so for me the bluff it was a bluff i see this as a bluff you know it was a bluff I, however was. however i might feel about channel fireball over uh, whatever this was a bluff 
and he simply he picked up the token it was one of the possible options and he might have been he's signaling he's thinking about it but the ultimate play is he's looking for a, a full swing and then he plays to settle the wreckage the whole rest in peace fiasco was the active player plays rest in peace the oppo the the non-active player signals like he picks up his graveyard as if to signal he's he's preparing he's actually non-verbal signal i see the trigger i'm reacting to the trigger of the of rest in peace enter the, entering the battlefield the player who cast rest in peace didn't verbalize it and then he puts his cards back in the graveyard and then the internet oh went, you're talking about the the ketter the kent ketter yeah so Versus, there's there were comparisons between this bluff and the Ken Ketter um, fiasco, and and they're two completely different. things. One of them's super and, douchey, and one of them's just playing magic. Well, that's another swear swear jar. Uh -oh. Is it really? I'm thinking <laughs> I'm doing like halves here. I, I, feel like these are <laughs> I think it's just for me like it's when you you can technically Ketter. I think like by the rules <laughs> he was technically right but he went and physically altered board state in order for that bluff and that's where i'm like okay that's i see that as a problem like right there when you're picking up cards and physically altering board state to bluff somebody out that's that's a communication thing you there's a non-verbal communication that you've acknowledged acknowledged the trigger and then kind of uh, uh, that felt more scummy than what louise yeah. did and that's you know what happened here was this was the pen trick like what what Patrick Shapin did years ago yeah. with like he's gonna go do his change his life total and then he decides to block and that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, what did you guys say? I, I didn't watch it happen live. I just heard about all the all the back and forth, and I saw both sides were very just like he. This was the worst thing that could have happened, and then a lot of people <laughs> like kind of more level headed or just like no, it's not that big a deal. What, what without the rest of the round table? Coach, did you watch it? Nope. I I was just I did. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't look into it. I was just having Johnny tell me, you know, right before we started it. So I mean that's you know, the way I see it, that's kind of a bluff. So I mean it's you know I don't know. Maybe I'm just not that big in the competitive magic like everyone else, but yeah. How dare it, you, coach? It, I know, how dare me. If uh, but if he didn't alter the board state or he didn't like legally cheat, like you know, pulling cards out like some other people that were caught, I mean, yeah, he he never went to tap his lands to produce the token, yeah, and all that. I mean, I he he just grabbed it to make it look yeah. like he was going. Yeah, to. it's so it's a it's like a just like a regular bluff, maybe like you know, in other card games. I mean, and what's know. wrong with that? I mean, yeah. I don't know. There, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's like playing control. It's it's when you act like you have a counter spell when you don't. Yeah. You know, you have our islands in your hand. <laughs> yes. I, I've been able to pull that off before. There's yeah. no difference if you uh, say, uh, how many cards in hand? Or uh, uh, can I see your graveyard real quick? And, you know, that sort of thing. Or, or straightening out your lands. Oh, let me, oh, yeah, yeah. I've got the number of lands I need sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. What did you, you guys think? Did you guys think it was dirty? No, not at all. Phil and Rhino? No. I don't think it was. Do you? I have no idea. Yeah, well, we watched it real time, but we turned off the chat. So. Oh, yeah, that's how you have to watch these things. Yeah. No chat. So when we saw it, it's like, oh, okay, hey, that's kind of cool. And, you know, the commentary was, oh, did he just bluff? 
yes, yes, he did. Oh, yeah, he gets it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. All right. You know, that, that's kind of neat. You know, there's more to the game than just what you have in hand and the cards that you play. Yeah. That's, the commentators know. are going nuts. Uh, that, that was probably the best part. It was like uh, watching uh, Bueller freak out again. It was just like, oh, this is another, <laughs> this will be soundbited for, for years to come, just like Randy Bueller's oh, yeah. uh, thing. Oh, yeah. So that that was, I, from a strictly entertainment thing or, you know, aspect, Rewatching, I was just like, "That's awesome!" Like, I'm so yeah. glad that stuff like this can happen. But some people, you know, in the community were just like blowing it up, and I, I just, I didn't get that take at all. I, was, I thought I was, I'm like, I don't see a problem with this, but some people do. I, I don't know what to say, but that wasn't the only headline. The, the other headline is like everyone in the top eight. It was the, the white wiener like pro tour. Like, that's another swear jar. No, it's not. <laughs> No, it's a hot dog. Yeah. It's a <laughs> oh, geez. I have to pick a yeah, white weenie, not white wiener. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so if you actually look at the the top deck list for the Pro Tour, um, if you look at the ones that actually went um, ten and zero or nine and one and and eight one one, um, it's a very different meta game because. Um, you saw a lot of mono blue. You saw a lot of Golgari. You did see Jeskai control in there. And of course, there was plenty of red, white, and Boros aggro. But yeah, as far as the regular top eight from what we saw, there was so much red, white. Yeah. It, but I don't think that's completely indicative of the meta, though. Well, that, that's usually how the, the first Pro Tours or the first like SEG tournaments usually turn out it usually goes mono red uh you know because when in doubt go aggro and you know you, yeah. could, you could just kind of win tournaments that way uh until the metagame kind of shifts and, and i'm sure when once the next uh set comes out then you know it, it was just a little bit disappointing because i hold return to ravnica is in such like hollowed ground because it was like you could do everything you could do aggro you could do mid-range you could do control and it was just this beautiful rock, paper, scissors. And it but was you can so still do that now. You can, but it was just like weird that in this top eight, it was just like that That was it. Like if you remember Return to Ravnica Pro Tour, I think it was like it was Tom Martell versus um, Joel Larson. I think it was like, uh, oh God, what was it? It was like Esper Control versus like Jeskai Control or something. Or like Esper Control versus Probably Jump both. Midrange or something. Oh, okay. I don't remember. It was, it was a while ago, but yeah, it was but like I like, said, you can't, you can't have pro tour. You can't look at the pro tour meta. No, no, that's true. I mean, um, but it's like always said, mono. Well, no, that, and that's why I say you look at the 10 and O decks and the nine and one decks who, uh, when, at how they did in just standard, because those players may have done really bad and limited, you know, where they, and that's why they didn't get to top eight. Cause that meta looks very, very, Pretty much what we see now in standard across the board. There's control, there's mid-range, plenty of mid-range, and of course plenty of aggro as well, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think people are going crazy over aggro. Yeah. yeah. I mean it it's beatable. It's very beatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it's just that that's usually how, how these things kind of take off. Uh you know, new formats and everything. It's not, I don't think we have to be worried about it. It's not, we're not doing Kaladesh again. Uh, I don't think there's anything like, and it's not four color rally or bank company. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so 
crazy man. boogeyman. It, it, like you said, everything is beatable. Not yet, of course. Um, it's, it only takes one card, right? To, to... I, actually, I can't think of any card right now that feels super oppressive in standard. And I've been playing a crap ton of standard. And lately. isn't that cool, though? I mean, that's Ravnica for you, which is great. Yeah. Just, just wait. I mean, Teferi can still be ha have an argument of being pretty oppressive, but there's plenty of removal right now. It's not like it's impossible to deal with. But I say, come Ravnica Allegiance with Azorius being in there. Oh man, I would not be surprised if they banned Teferi. <laughs> no, I hope not. I even though I, I hope not either. Sucks. But yeah. but I mean, they're going to be printing a lot of blue white cards and potentially a lot of good control cards. Sure. Uh, and Johnny, you're you're all up on the uh, EDH train. How how is the now that the set's been out and it's kind of been lived in for a little bit? How is how is that going for you? You brewing anything spicy? Brewing anything spicy? I've been, I'm more, uh, I'm conflicted because the to the at the beginning of the month I played at a tabletop the tabletop convention for EDH. Like there was a there's an EDH tournament, and I went from. Amanatu all the way down to Psy Master Thopterus with a bunch of looping combos. And yes. I got this. I I'm conf so conflicted. It was I love the deck. I love the fact that I can combo and end the game. Be like, this game's been fun. Doop de doop de doop done. And <laughs> I love Psy so much. He's becoming one of my favorites. And I wanted to do some kind of a stacks thing. So it's Psy Stacks plus Palancron combos. Ooh, that's just nasty. And even better yet, when you've got Frexia Metamorph was my MVP. Like the first table, I there was a Nekazar on the table, so I copied a Nekazar and put my two other opponents on this huge clock. And it was like it was so I felt so bad. I felt like the worst person in the world. And then I loved it at the same time. So when I hear about blue white combo and I part of me rages and the other part is like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> man so cool. I, I didn't do the palancron combo in my side i reworked him to do the the crack clan ironworks combo in mine nah i i decided to take some article money and put it into a card that i should never have gotten rid of and i got the palancron and man whoa. how much how much money yeah, i was gonna say are palancrons expensive now uh they're about 20 they used to be what? 50 they were oh, way, oh, he, they oh he's gone way. down yeah, he's come down. So, like, when I saw he came down, it's like, okay, this is, we can do this. Oh, think... never mind. He's like $36 now. No. Oh, oh, oh wait. A, a moderately played is 20 Okay. I got one of the more played ones. It, it was like, I just got, I went budget for that one, but I like, I wanted a Palancron and decided that was the way to go because I could not mess around with like fixing mana. And I should then... probably buy one for my Psy. But the return, as far as like the Guilds of Ravnica, what uh, I haven't really gotten into too many of them. Um, I did play a draft. There was Sultai. Drafting Sultai in Ravnica is great. Like that, it just kind of builds really? itself. I agree. Yeah, Sultai likes what like the Golgar. There's the tool. They they, they work really well together. Yeah, and, Undergrowth and uh and uh and Surveil. Yeah, surveil. I keep wanting to say Cipher. No, Surveil. Uh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Spy, spy bug definitely gets there. Yes. That, that's a dirty, dirty little bug. You have to kill that right away as soon as it and, resolves. Because if you don't, was, he it's done. Yeah. What's the, what, because... what's the enchantment like the con like the gossip chain or gossip girl or something? <laughs> <laughs> gossip girl. Um, you mean um, the murmuring mist? 
no, 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 no. Uh, oh, disinformation. Campaign. Yes, I didn't get that one. I was kind of like disinformation campaign. I, I, I was, I the the draft I did over the weekend. Someone got a murmuring mystic and was doing. Is it that card is dumb? Oh, it's if, nuts. It, yeah. If you can't get rid of that card, it's just oh, game over. <laughs> it's a little yeah. bit. It's isn't there a one five, and it just makes one one flyers all day. Yes, for whenever you cast yeah. an instant or sorcery, and if you're playing, is it that's perfect for that? Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Yeah, but the EDH scene. Uh, what I ran into at the convention was interesting because I was asking people were showing this convention in Vermont. Like we got people from the West Coast, we got people from Florida, Chicago, we had. I was asking people. Yeah, I I was asking people about like what are the what kind of tournaments do they see? You don't see commander tournament scenes for a couple of reasons. It was interesting to get this kind of feedback in real time, and it's always a disparity issue over somebody has all the staples that you need for a turn one win, or they're just like the way it's organized. People go in and they don't know what they're walking into. They show up with a precon and then they get like housed and it's over. And there's just not a lot of tournament play. And I've been kind of exploring this idea of like how, what, what is competitive commander and what does that mean for other people? And how do you level a playing field? Like for doing that kind of a format in a tournament scene, I'm just kind of scratching the surface, but it was an, it was interesting to see it happening in real time. Cause I planned on going up there to like with my, as much of my a game as I could, but it was still like the same people weren't there from last year the same power levels, the power levels were all, all over the place for, for the deck. So it's hard to gauge a meta for commander and especially in a tournament scene. So I'm hoping, Oh, to, I bet. Yeah. I'm hoping to write something about that. I'm trying to like figure out what I want to do with that article. Rhino Phil, are you guys doing any, uh, commander lately? Oh yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of commander. Um, yeah. Uh, I did a very strange group. Yeah. He, he, he tried to do a Depala deck. Um, he wanted to try to <laughs> do a bunch of vehicles. And Wh- it, which one? DePaula. DePaula. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. The, the, the problem that Rhino has is he makes very fair decks, very fair commander decks that, you know, you want to try to get the ramping and going and not try to do anything and, yeah. you, know, you know, super nasty. And uh, I wish there was like a, a fair but an unfair deck. <laughs> well, see, the problem with that, Rhino, is no one else does that anymore, because I used to be the same mindset. That that would have worked five years ago, but yeah. now everybody just wants to build degenerate decks. Well, and his uh, Nickel Bolas deck is... Uh, he's been tweaking it a little bit, and it, it gets real nasty real quick. Uh, yeah. He, the Demonic Tutor and getting Shia Dread out, and... Ugh. Uh, <laughs> gross yeah yeah and uh so yeah i do the the strange janky sorts of decks that everybody wants to attack first uh, you but, do mm-hmm. <laughs> um and actually you have a yeah. feldegriff uh deck phil no actually i'm gonna uh i've got the uh, like uh 70 of a mill deck going Ooh. phoenix um no let's see who's the commander um mirko vosk yes oh phoenix oh mirko vos is that the the flying vampire demir yeah 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 mirko vos that's it yep yep nice that's yeah. a good one yeah i always i love flying mill and standard 
That just sounds yeah. mean. Coach, are you playing Magic anymore? Just online. <laughs> no, he just plays D and D. Yeah, that's that's, that's going to be me next month. I'm just going to play D and D. Hey, we can, all, we can all play online, and I will build our own characters. You know, not just in D and D Beyond, but I will get them printed for you guys. So I'm still yeah. waiting for y'all to send me the freaking hooligan stuff so I can print it. And send yeah, it to P- Pixies in chat. When is she going to DM for us? I know. Come on, in, what are we doing? February. No, January, January, January. Wait, seriously? Yeah. What? Wait, what? Wait, Eric, we're, okay. we are? Yes. Let me, let me say this. Oh, I didn't Eric. know this is thing. Well, thanks for telling us. I, <laughs> I wasn't joking. Not everything I say is a joke, even though I'm a hoot. All right. So let me, let me say this. Eric got his stuff that he wanted from Hero Forge, sent me the file, gave it to him like the next day. And then, um, oh, so I made a Nicol Bolas, like a miniature statue. And. Chris, miniature like a pirate. Miniature. Miniature. Um, but I made Chris uh, like a nickel bolus, and I sent it to him. So uh, hopefully they they said they got it. I, I don't know if they fully cut it. But, yeah, I sent – as soon as they gave me the thing, I printed them like the next day, sent it the day after, and, yeah, let's do it. Just send me send me your little Hero Forge figures. I'll print them. I'll send it back to you all. Heck, Yes. So yeah, we're do we're doing we're uh, that might be a little mini uh, Ten Street Hooligan mini series. We might do like uh, I don't know once every two months do a D and D campaign or something. I think yes. that'd be fun. Oh hmm. my gosh! Yes, 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 yes. yes. yes queen. Yas queen. Not really into D and D, so well, uh, you're missing out, son. You're still young. I'm yeah, I'm still I'm still young. <laughs> hey, hey, Rhino, you're the perfect never. age to start too. Never so say I was about your age when I started playing. I thought um, the perfect age was when you're born. <laughs> Can we just I say t- how stylish he is? Like, look at that V-neck Nickel Bolas shirt and the Carseer hat with the bling on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got uh, he's got a Nickel Bolas pin. He's got whoa, mm-hmm. whoa. Uh, Ted, got, what are you doing? Send me some bling. <laughs> from Canada. Yeah, well, like the flavor flavors. The magic so. community. Yeah, uh, there, there's a, a symbol there that uh, kind of doesn't fit with magic, but uh, close enough. I like it. <laughs> um, oh, is that Klingon? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, of course, you would. Heck that. yes, 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 queen. <laughs> a Trekkie. Yeah. Do you go by Trekkie or Trekker? No. <laughs> this is when uh, Johnny Coach and I go into a coma. Hey, the force is not hey, strong with him. Are Are you guys excited about Star Trek Discovery season two? No. 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 <laughs> what? I have no idea what yeah. that is. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Star Trek show. Oh, okay. What about the new Picard show they're going to be doing? No. Uh, I'm I'm gonna leave right now. <laughs> How um, about the Cassian from? Remember that one guy that dies in? Rogue oh my god! One? No one cares about Star Wars. We're talking about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about Star Wars. <laughs> you make me sad, John. I know. Usually, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, we gotta we gotta wrap it up this week. Uh, yeah, we're we're kind of up against it. Uh, so let's. 
kind of go around go around the the horn here uh where can everyone find you mr the coach mr the coach everyone can find me at the carver's art youtube channel um a little bit of up, update now that i haven't had a video for like three weeks i just finished recording do y'all want to know what it's about is it about magic cards? No, it is not actually not about D. That's the next video, but Ooh, you know, I can't wait to see your D and D video. I'll watch it. it. I, I'm here's the thing. I'm I want to make it a little bit longer, and I just don't know where to start. I want to do it before. I want to release it before the end of the year. I want to make it like a pretty decently big video. I just have no idea where to start. So I'm still. I'm. This is my second day out of football. So I'm finally gonna have more time. But nice. the video that's going to be released hopefully soon, best performing cards, Urza's Destiny. Nice. Oh my gosh. So the I entire l- set. <laughs> Just watch. Just wait. Broken. Yeah. Awesome. Can't wait, man. That's awesome. Oh, you can also find me on the Carbazar CC. Just find me, send me a message. Follow me, props, all that fun stuff. And then that's all, That's it for me, guys. All right. I'll be MTG. Look what I got. Ooh. He's talking about it in the chat. Ooh. Book brag. Uh, Johnny yes. Slivers, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Slivers. You can find me at Cardsphere. Card <laughs> right Spirit. here. Card you can find me. You can find me on the Cardsphere blog with all my blog posts about EDH. And uh, Tuesday nights are basically my podcast night. So it'll, every other night that I'm not here, I'm going to be doing something with my YouTube channel where I don't know what I'll be talking about, but it'll probably be EDH. And y'all can come and check out how badly I am at Magic Gathering. So, yeah, uh, if I'm on YouTube. Look for Johnny Slivers. Uh, Cackling Carnarium is what I'm going to call it. And... God help us if I don't know what I'm doing. So there it is. That's where you can find me. Johnny, you're adorable. Uh, he is. He really is. He's so cute. Oh, <laughs> oh but our special get. Oh, I got to save Zoobs for last because okay. my favorite sign off. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just as sweet as honey. But our special guest making their triumphant return to the channel uh, over a year since we've seen you guys. But thank you. Thank you, uh, Rhino and Phil, for coming back on the the show well this show for the first time but thanks for coming back on the channel where can everyone find you guys you can find us on uh on youtube and at, at uh mtg underscore young mage uh and we stream sundays and thursdays uh with real cardboard and we call it cardboard combat uh, and we often have another video that we release throughout the week, all depending, um, approximately work, work, workload and all that. Uh, we're, uh, doing a series on, uh, new player mistakes and we're also working on the, how to play magic, uh, website where you can learn how to play magic and take, uh, take little quizzes and tests and all that along the way. Awesome. More. So good to see you guys again, and you could probably f- find them on the road, right? Like, that's – I'm so jealous of your guys' life. <laughs> Don't be jealous. That's not good, John. Fine. Yeah. All hey, right. Thankful for, for what pressure. you have. It, be thankful for what you have. Zuby, round us out. 
Magic Zuby can be found on the following on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. If you need to reach me, you can reach me at facebook.com slash magicwithzuby, on Twitter at magicwithzuby, on Instagram at magic underscore with underscore zuby. You can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzuby at gmail.com. But also, coming soon, <laughs> I am working on a supplemental RPG, a uh, tabletop RPG podcast, and I'm dubbing it Magic with Zuby RPG Companion. And my first episode will be a review on the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. So look for that soon. I'm actually working on this script. It's going to be slightly scripted a little bit. So, And, and that's going to be released randomly. Um, there's no set release schedule for that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would be lying if I didn't say that. Sometimes I listen to our to this show, you know, in the car sometimes, and sometimes yeah. I turn I pause it after your little sign off, and I try to replicate it. it doesn't work out very well. Uh, uh, well, when when you've done like 140 episodes of a podcast, <laughs> you <laughs> I don't even think about it anymore. I I don't even know what I say anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think that was seventeen <laughs> here. Uh, What's that? I what? think that was 17 Zubies that he said. Yeah. 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 All, all the Zubies. <laughs> he goes into a waking coma. It's like, where am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, I will record an episode, especially when I'm doing a solo episode, and I have no idea what I just talked about for the whole time. Nice. Uh, huge thanks uh, to everyone in the chat. Uh, tra uh, Traps here. Alby, uh, MTG showed up. Eric Williamson. Of course, Warlord Hank, uh, Tasty Snackies, Paul, and all the, uh, Kevin. Card Bazaar showed up. That's Card so Bazaar awesome. uh, is he? Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> son of a. <laughs> I thought you meant uh, Card Sphere. Yes, Card Sphere. And, and speaking of Card Sphere, go check him out. Cardsphere.com. Best place you buy, sell, and trade your paper magic, the gathering cards. Uh, you can find me, John, right here on this very channel, week to week, doing either this show or sometimes deck techs now. Uh, I, I have some things in the works uh, with that coming up. Uh, next week, I'm going to spoil it right here, right now. I was kind of teasing it on Twitter, but I have uh, the man that knows so much about Commander. He wrote a book about it, The Complete Commander. That's Benny Smith will be on the show. Oh, uh, snap on the hive mind next week. So please uh, come check that out. That's going to be awesome. You can also find me on Twitter at Orzov done and Reddit as well. So yeah, we'll see you guys next time. What's the sign off for this show on 10th street hooligans. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> street. God help Pin you street all. for life. <laughs> oh man. Bye. <laughs>